Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Matt and Adam, and we're going to be talking about more Abel Ferrara movies. Uh, we're kind of doing a crime thing here, and tonight we're talking about China Girl. This is a 1987 Abel Ferrara film uh, with a script by Nicholas St. John, and the I'm just going to read the IMDb breakdown. It's a modern-day Romeo and Juliet story. Told in New York when an Italian boy and a Chinese girl become lovers, causing a tragic conflict between ethnic gangs. And I think that is a fairly decent synopsis, though it probably misses some of the details that make it good. Um, but yeah, so uh, I don't know what, what was uh, uh, what was everybody's reaction to this movie? Slick, uh, beautiful visually. Yeah, I, uh, I I I really enjoyed it. It's uh, it's got a very nice aesthetic to it. It's it's interesting in that it's a movie that, as you say, it is very slick and visual. Has this real? It has a really strong '80s, almost kind of MTV music video vibe and a lot, and very stylized. But at the same time, it's really grounded and gritty. At the same time, it's a it's an interesting balancing act that pulls off by having both of those elements. It's interesting that you mentioned music video because when I was talking, I, I took some notes and one of my notes about the romantic uh, subplot, which I liked, but I felt like what made it work was that it had the, it, number one, they had chemistry, but number two, it had sort of the, it had like a video, a music video mm -hmm. love story quality to it where, I don't know, I felt like it was more depict, it was more about the visuals and the, uh, the style. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, the way yeah. that they're introduced in the dance hall, that kind of thing. Um, yes. The way the, the the role that background music plays, all that kind of stuff. It it just felt like uh, uh, it worked, <laughs> but in a, in in an '80s music video kind of way, which which I thought was part of its charm. I didn't think that was like a knock on the on the love story. Um, no, and it is it is like a teenage love story too. So it's not yeah. like I have to convince you this is a true love that will last forever. It's it's yeah. a very emotional. They're swept up in this thing kind of love story anyway. So it's a good well, way to handle it. That's actually an interesting topic very because cool. I do th I do think you're onto something where um, you just have to buy that this is puppy love or that or that they're like there's a strong enough mutual attraction that they're both drawn yeah. out of their respective worlds. And that that leads I mean, to the conflict that ensues. So, and also, yeah. I think, I think the um, the love the love angle of this is, yeah, they're in love, but they're also both sort of responding to the constraints of their environment, where they mm -hmm. are equally imprisoned by living in like like they each live in like a small block in New York City, basically, with a very narrow cultural experience. And I think both of them really want to see more of what's out in the world and their environments are kind of you know not allowing that to happen that's kind of the yeah well it's interesting because obviously you've got romeo and juliet and west side story as both influences but this goes even though you know being new york city you think oh west side story is the is the big influence but by making them both kind of part attached to these crime families in their respective things it actually makes it more like romeo and juliet where instead of yeah. being just street gangs it's like they are part of this yeah. more elite crime structure that's uh it's 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 controlling parts of the city so it, yeah it, it'd have a very romeo and juliet feel to me 
And they even did it. I think they were smart to really lean into sort of the familial element of that, where it's yes. not just it's not just a like, this is your crime family. This is the guy's actual brother. This is the girl's actual brother. There's like yes. a beautiful symmetry on both sides of, of the movie where every character kind of has a counterpoint on the other side. And I think that I don't know, I, I found that a, a really uh, I don't know. I, I just liked that. It, it was um yeah. Because because when you would when you would sort of start analyzing one character on one, on one side of the fence, you instantly kind of go to his counterpoint or her counterpoint, and it would just yep. lead you to sort of a deeper appreciation of things. Hmm. Um, yeah, well, both the brothers were interesting characters. Neither it would have been easy to make either of them just the, the villain who's keeping them apart. But they that, was I always that Matt? Yeah. Oh, well, both cultures, it, it, Italian and Chinese, are very family-centered cultures, too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that was well represented in the movie. Yeah, no, that definitely. And I think I think that that also kind of helps explain some of the mutual attraction, too, where there's, like, enough, you know what I mean? And yeah. so there's, like, there's, like, there's compatibility there. Um, because well, yeah, you have on the, in the older generation, they have just started working together. They're like, "Yeah, let's we all we're all in the same business here. Let's <laughs> let's work together." So the the connection really uh, really does exist there. And uh, <laughs> now, what did you guys think of the? Um, that they were. What did you think of the gangster element of the movie? It, it was it was fascinating. Uh, I think it, it's it, great. It, oh, go ahead. Matt. Sorry. Oh, it's it's just um, it's something that Ferrara always did well, but it also adds authenticity because there were a lot of gang wars going on in Chinatown in the late eighties. The stuff isn't all that far fetched. It, it, it he he plugs all of that stuff in together. Like, like, a, it's amazing what he they did with the material, actually. And uh, mm -hmm. again, he had his regular crew, Mickey St. John, Anthony Redman editing it, uh, you know, Bojan Bazelli doing the, the photography and uh, Joe D'Elia doing the music. Uh, it's it's an Abel Ferrara film. Yeah, I will oh, go ahead, Adam. Yeah, I really underestimated it when it came out. I can remember when it came out in the 80s, seeing the ads or seeing bits of it on cable, not even really trying to watch it, just it being on cable in the background kind of thing. And I mean, I, it, you know, from the ads, I just thought, oh, OK, they're just doing kind of another Romeo and Juliet, blah, blah, but it's gangs, blah, blah. Yeah, it's already been <laughs> done. And I just I just, you know, I, I was just completely under but it's 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 the best possible version of that idea it's just it's just done flawlessly i, I really enjoyed this movie yeah i, I like how they inter intertwine yeah, those two definitely. things um with the gang violence i thought that what was interesting to me about it and i guess this kind of gets to matt's point is i mean obviously it's it is stylized there's a degree of that um mm -hmm. and i can't speak to, i don't know anything about chinatown gangs but i felt like i felt like the italian stuff was believable enough like it worked and it and it felt like uh uh it felt like it was taken out of you know something authentic even if it was stylized but when it came to the violence what i liked was the violence felt like they were getting just up to the edge hmm. of i don't know how to put it but like you know the movies where it's like 
the guy gets hit with the bat too many times and it just seems ridiculous like he should have a broken rib or something. Yeah. They get they get all they, they don't cross that line, but they get close enough to it that the action is exciting, but it feels yeah. real somehow. Do you know what I mean? So it's not it's not so gritty that it's dull and grotesque, but it feels like yeah. okay, these are like real young people having real violent encounters and they don't have a real sense of consequence yet. And yep. And I like yeah. that because you, when, when the guy pulls out the gun and that suddenly changes things on a dime, that's like an interesting <laughs> moment in, 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 the, in the film. And in and, and the, and the initial scene, I thought, where the, um, what's the, uh, Tony, is he the main character, the main, mm-hmm. the, the, yeah. So when Tony is running away yes. from, the, from the Chinese gang and then he goes up to the chain link fence and it's almost kind of like a stereotypical type of <laughs> gangland scene but it yeah. really worked like i i know that i've seen this scene in other movies <laughs> but i love the way it was done and i love the way yeah. david caruso carries that scene when he shows up that just yeah. like just that just him chuckling as like he's just so excited to get into a fight yeah you know, it's just that <laughs> yeah that like uh the, the, it just really worked for me um because it's, you know what it is? It's like, it's the right balance was, for a movie that's about people who aren't quite adults yet that are engaged mm-hmm. in violence. I think that's what it is. It's, um, there's, yeah. there's like a, enough lack of awareness of, of what they're actually getting into, um, that it, that it works. Um, and also just the way, the way that it plays out the consequences of people's choices in the movie is also really interesting. Um, like just to take a, and again, spoilers, but the way this movie ends is I think really effective because it, it, it puts it into proper tragedy. Uh, you know, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's not, it's not just like a violent gangster movie. This is like, it's like Shakespearean kind of like Adam was saying, it's more in the Romeo and Juliet mold. And so the, the final scene when the, um, I forget the, who was the guy who, who shoots them at the end? What was the, uh, the character? Uh, Joey was, Chin. So, so Joey when, Chin. it was Joey Chin. So when Joey Chin, um, shoots them both and they both die and then, and then, uh, what is, is young, the name of the, um, the, the kind of like, uh, the captain in the Chinese mafia. I don't remember what his title was, but her brother, when he shows up, that's all a direct product of a decision he made to, to not do what the uncles told him to do. Do you know what I mean? And it was a totally understandable decision. It was like, you know, you, when he's first given that order, you're like, okay, yeah, he better follow this order. Then he goes and then they kind of like the, the, um, the Joey Chin character plays the cousin card. And I don't know, I found that I was sort of suddenly on Joey Chin's side because so mm-hmm. it was it wasn't this simplistic thing where like the uncle was right and Joey Chin was wrong or the uncle was wrong and Joey yeah. Chin was right. They both had legitimate motives that they were trying to achieve and they both made sense. And then by the end, it just kind of all spiraled out of control. But they were yeah. all products of people's choices. Um yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, the resentment that very the, Shakespearean. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's very Shakespearean. Yeah, very Shakespearean. Yeah, it, it's yeah. I I didn't pick up on the fact, of course, that the ending is the result of him not killing uh, 
Joey Chin there that uh that that didn't quite quite strike I just I just watched it about an hour ago so it's like it's still fresh in my mind but yeah that's a really good observation and what's interesting too is that it's not entirely like the two young lovers set this all off because the real precipitating incident is that restaurant opening up in the Italian area that's a Chinese restaurant and that's that's what really sets there. It's just yeah. kind of unfortunate timing. This romance is going on at the same time. All of this is heating up and they're feeding yeah. off each other. That was an interesting element of the movie. I think the romance brings up all these other things that are boiling beneath the surface, like you're saying. And, and not yeah. just the restaurant, but just like all of these cultural issues, like little, like basically Little Italy is kind of shrinking is the idea and Chinatown is expanding a bit, but there's also cultural issues around like how people feel about being Americanized and all that. And so, yeah. you know, and so I think all that's kind of coming up from under the surface. And also like, you, you know, to go back to the restaurant, that's how the movie opens. It's one of the reasons the movie is so stylistically pleasing is they, they open up with, I don't know how you would describe that opening sequence, but um, the, the, mm-hmm. with, the, the, with James Russo with the cigarette at the beginning, and he's, yeah. watching, he's watching the sign change and you can see like all of the Italians kind of reacting to this transition. And you see the family that's opening the restaurant. It also, when that restaurant blows up, having had that opening scene like that really gives the gives weight to to you know what happens at the restaurant when the when they you know when they I, I forget what what they if it's a if I don't remember how they blow it up, but they blow it up somehow. Um, uh-huh. yeah. 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 Well, that was going on, and the, even the machine guns. There's a scene with David Caruso. He's firing a machine gun off on the roof of that building. And all. This shit was going on in 1986 and 87. <laughs> what I like about that scene, too, because the machine gun scene is interesting, because at first you see it like, I think he's firing at an empty building, right? Am I mistaken about that? He was shooting at an empty building. He's firing building. at a building. Yeah. I don't know. We can hope so. <laughs> but just the the loss of emotional control that he has in that scene. He might, you know, just, he might not. <laughs> yeah, it, it just, it just kind of gives, it, it tells yeah. you that this is like about more than whatever preceded that yeah. that immediate event you know what i mean and oh, and yeah. and uh and also again i think i think they do a good job of you know you sort of get whatever like there's like there's like different levels of generation in the movie and you really get what each generation is trying to achieve um and so it's 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 it, it does a good job of kind of there's another you know, movie what was that yeah, there's a, another movie like this, actually. Yeah, uh, Michael Cimino's Year of the Dragon has the same kind of war going on in it between the young and the old. What year did that come out? Town. That was in 85. 85, okay. That might be yeah, it was 85. That might be an interesting one Oliver to do. Stones. Yeah, yeah, it does sound good. I yeah. haven't seen that. That's, I, I do remember it's good. that. But that that would be that would be I think a good maybe af, I don't know if we should do it immediately after as a, or after we get to some of the other Ferrara movies, um, but I, I'd be down. It's for great. That. <laughs> the uh, there is a I, difference between both movies. That, um, Ferrara's movie was actually shot in Chinatown, whereas Michael Chmino's was shot down in North Carolina. 
Oh, okay. That, that, that probably, well, one thing I did notice, and again, I, I know we have, we, have a, we have a Chinatown in Boston, and we have – our little Italy is called the North End. And we even have like a saint thing, but it's like a different saint in Boston than it is in New York. So I'm aware of those, but I don't have any sense of the geography of, of Little Italy in New York or, or Chinatown in New York. But what this movie did for me was it gave me a real understanding, yeah. I felt, of what the geography was that these characters yes. were inhabiting. Um, yeah. And it, and it yeah. wasn't done in a way where it's like overt, like they didn't do some kind of thing where they're panning through the streets or they're giving me <laughs> a headshot. It was like piece by piece, I was starting to be able to cobble together what the actual structure of this area of New York was. It's probably well, distorted. It, kind of, but, essentially, the scene where he runs away, you know, early on or after he dances with a girl, he runs away from, from, the, from the guys back to his own neighborhood. That's, that's essentially the pan scene. But rather than just making it an empty look, we're showing you the setup. They kind of did it as an action scene. Okay. It's, it's plot and it's that was, explaining geography at the same time. So it's yeah. really efficient filmmaking there. Yeah, I, I really, I really yeah. like that. Yeah, I like the sense movie. of place. What was, what was that, Matt? It's a, yeah, it's a very tight movie. Yeah. Well, that, that's another thing about the film is just how tight it is. Like, I, I, I again, I, 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 I think I watched it about two or three weeks ago for the first time, and then last night I rewatched it before this podcast. And I, I was going to do it either last night or this morning, but I was tired and I almost put it off. But then I started it last night thinking maybe I'll do like 10 minutes. And it's just mm -hmm. such an easy watch because yeah. it's, it's, it's not a yeah, long it's, movie, but it's also just it's just one of these highly efficient. You never really feel like you're waiting for the next thing to happen. It just kind of naturally moves at a, at a pace that works. Um, and I think, too, because every character is interesting in this movie, too. There's never a point where you're like, OK, we're, we're dealing with the minor characters doing their busy work to get us to the next scene. It's like every whether you're watching the older, older adults kind of dealing with stuff, whether you're watching the brothers, whether you're watching the, the lovers, like everything is interesting in yeah. this movie. So. Yeah, I would agree. Every everything is interesting. Every character is a character that you have an interest in. Do you know what I mean? Even. Mm -hmm. Even like the Joey Chin character and the David Caruso character, those are like maybe the two that you might perceive as like the bad guys of the movie. Even those guys, you're interested in them and you don't necessarily root against them in the movie. Maybe at the very end yeah. when he gets stomped <laughs> to death, you know, you're, you're, you're a little yeah. bit satisfied that he's getting stomped to death because he just killed them both. But, but if that hadn't happened, you yeah. would have been sympathetic to him, I think. Um, and you're, yeah. also, you're also sympathetic yeah. to the... The James Russo character, do you know what I mean? And to the um, the 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 Russell Wong okay. character, right? Um, yeah, well, it's it's yeah. interesting too because I mean, part of the complexity too, <laughs> like the young people having kind of the beef with the people running their organizations, because like you know, it's like the the Italians who moved out to Staten Island are running things, and it's like you're not in Little Italy anymore. You've like moved out to out to the suburbs, and. You know, but they're still running things from this distant yeah. position. And it's like they've kind of it's the, I, they almost feel betrayed by the leadership because they're, you know, as a real estate agent who sells homes to Italians to get them out of New York City. I, I, I guess I'm complicit in all of this. But, you know, well, uh, <laughs> when you see you see that pretty clear, there's a good scene where yeah. on the other well, side, times yeah, change. there's a good scene with um, uh, 
what is it, the the Russell Wong and the Joey Chin character, where Joey uh-huh. Chin is basically saying, like, we're, like, stuck, you know, like, we're, like, I forget what language he uses, but he, he, he invokes fish smells, and it's like, you know, we're just sort of sitting here in the muck, and, yeah. you know, they're, they're, like, you know, you know, they're, they're living it up, and... Yeah. Before that scene, you feel like he's just being unreasonable. But then when you see that scene, you're like, oh, he has to keep his guys in line and they're not satisfied. And they basically shed blood on behalf of this organization and something that must have happened before this. And so there's there's a legitimate reason why they want to be able to take a piece of that restaurant, for example. They need they need the money. He needs the money so that he can satisfy his men. And it's it's. It's the complexity is interesting because their gripe is legitimate within the realm of being a criminal, like you know, being a, being an organized crime. Obviously, all they want to do is rip poor innocent business yeah, yeah, people yeah. off, but they're upset. They're not getting a fair cut of <laughs> this crime that's going on. So it's 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 a really fascinating moral situation there. It's a, or ethical situation, I should say, not moral. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of complexity to the, the relationships in the story. Yeah. Uh, and it never stops moving. It's not boring at any point, this movie. Not at all. No. no. I mean, I'll say one thing I noticed, too. I think this is the very first Abel Ferrar movie to f- feature hip-hop in it, frankly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had run DMC. They had... Yeah. The, um, uh, walk this walk way, this way. Yeah. which, which I, that, that <laughs> yeah. really hit nostalgia buttons for me because that yeah. album blew up when I was in elementary school. And every <laughs> kid had that album. It did, you know, it did, huge. You know yeah, it, it was huge. so bad. And, and I remember they put out like a red version and a blue version. And I think they were actually identical in terms of content, but people still bought the two different versions. There might've been yeah. some minor difference. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, that was absolutely huge. And so to hear that, um, and also that song is about the coming together of like the rock world and hip hop. And those yep. at the time would have been thought of as like, you know, black and white. So there's like this, this sort of coming together of culture and that music that, that they're, where they're sort of falling in love, uh, you know, together. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, that was, that, that, that was, uh, and that was definitely something that you saw in King of New York. So I think that's a good point. Um, yeah. The, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you see uh, that in organized right. crime a lot. It's, you know, people of, of various ethnic groups will work together who you would never think they would work together. So. Yeah, I think having been jumping around his career here, it's like he just always has his finger on the pulse of like mm. what, what what the culture is at that moment the movie yeah. came out. They feel very, very of their time. It's yeah. impressive. A lot of directors kind of have a time yeah. and all their movies are part of that same time. But yeah. he, 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 kind of, he kind of keeps moving with the times as these movies go on. One thing I really like, too, is that um, yeah. the, the San Gennaro feast that they were doing during the, um, yeah. you know, there was just something about the way that was paced and interspliced with some of the violence that was unfolding. Um, and sort of the lugubrious music that is, you know, sort of helping to build the mood. I really yeah. like that because it was, I, again, I always forget the term, but that that term for when music was a diegetic, when the music is what the people themselves are hearing. And it, and I've noticed Ferrara right. seems to use a lot of that. Like 
I never, I don't ever notice like the soundtrack music in a Ferrara movie, but I notice the music that the characters are hearing, and that mm-hmm. is what kind yeah. of gives it the emotional weight. Um, it's a, it's a really interesting approach because I think more, more often than not, a film usually relies more on sort of the music that's external to the characters, and even going back to Ms. Forty Five, I'm pretty sure, with you know most of the music, maybe with the exception of the music you hear during like the rape sequence and that continues to replay whenever she goes on a, on a vengeance mm-hmm. spree. Um, but at the final yeah. scene, that's music the characters are actually hearing. And, it, and, and that kind right. of threads together yeah. the, 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 the horns that, that have been playing in the background the dirt throughout the movie. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I really, I really like that here. I just, I don't know. I just lo- and and yeah. it also kind of calls back to like Godfather too. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just like a, I don't know. It's a. It just felt kind of nice. Um, <laughs> but uh, I love it. What did you guys think of? Um, yeah. The, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's on. That's Mulberry Street. <clears throat> that's the stretch through Little Italy from the <laughs> beginning of it to the end of it. Yeah. It's called and, Mulberry uh, Street. So, so I guess they go the length of it for the parade. It's it's funny. Yeah. The big the big street here in the yeah. north end is Prince Street. Prince Street is you know Prince Pasta. That's where the name comes from because it's made on Prince Street. And when I was watching it the first time, they have the yeah. Prince Pasta commercials with Anthony, where the mom's calling him to the. I don't know if you've ever seen those, but I yeah. kept thinking yeah. it's like kind of like that commercial, but with gangs. You know, gangs in a love story. <laughs> <laughs> but but. Uh, but yeah, no. So it really does create that sense of of place, I think. Um, but uh, the yeah. what was it? The um, oh, the other thing was uh, the the James Hong character. I mean, I uh-huh. I really liked his performance in this, um, especially yeah. that scene where he's telling yeah. them what's what's good for the people, and he's like, "Peace is good for the people. Bloodshed is bad." And the way he says it, just the sudden change, uh, I thought was really effective. Um, I also like the guy who played yeah. the Italian gangster who's like, you know, I don't know if he's supposed to be a capo or if he's supposed to be like a soldier, but it, it, the impression I got was that the James Russo character, Albie, is trying to get into the mafia and he's just like an associate or something. Because yeah. at one point he says yeah. to him, do you want to be a wise guy? And so I'm assuming that he's not yet a made member, but that this guy is the made member no. who's their point of contact. <laughs> and I, I really liked, I, I don't know, he just... He was just believable. Um, and and he also like sort of walked this nice line between avuncular and criminal that that worked for me. In fact, I, I mean, James Hong, too, like that was kind of the they, they they were both even in the literal like James yeah. Hong is literally called an uncle, uh, not not his literal uncle, but he's called one of the uncles. And and the uh, the the Italian gangster might as well be an uncle. As far as everybody's concerned, I get to, they're both filling that kind of a role, um, which again, it's it's a very it's a very personal type of gangster crime. It's or a gangster movie. It's not like a um, it's not like a uh, it's it's different from King of New York in that respect. Where King of New York is uh, more about like the term they might use is like uh, uh, like more like a. Um, found family type situation and yeah and in yeah. this case even though it's not necessarily your real family it feels like real family if that makes sense 
Um, it yeah, almost I, is. Yeah, it's interesting putting, I mean, if you want to bring King of York into it, I mean, it's, it's you know, that, that being such a random assortment of criminal, it shows they were such a doomed bunch of people. It's mm-hmm. like they weren't part of any of the big crime organizations. They're kind of this... Uh, this random force kind of kind of interjecting into everything so uh that 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 kind of looking at these part of the same setting is interesting actually yeah because these are all i mean one some of them are literal siblings like you know she has a brother he has a brother and then all the other guys are basically people they must have grown up with on the block so they're you know they're really close to them um I mean, I think James Russo even makes that point to him at one point when he's, um, you know, because he has the, the the lead character has this very interesting quality of like really pushing back when the the other characters are like kind of engaged in racism that I feel was like pretty prevalent in the time the movie was made, like just this sort of, you know, the, the kinds of slurs they were using against each other and all that. And the uh, the lead character, one of his one of his defining traits is that he rejects that and. Um, yeah. But when he has to confront the David Caruso character about it, again, it's kind of like they're they're from the same location. Do you know what I mean? They're from the same place, and so that mm-hmm. adds that adds like a layer to it that you know that wouldn't otherwise be there. Um, yeah, oh, it's it's complicated yeah. because you as you do have the gang violence between as they you know it's like putting race aside. These are two enemy. Yeah. Troops yeah. that are butting against each other. So it's like in a lot of cases, you know, it's it it it, it's, it it just makes the whole situation, you know, just go. It makes it much harder to be the person who goes, "Hey, stop being racist," because like, but there are enemies, you know. Which not, I'm not validating that opinion, but it's no. Just but I know what you mean. It, it adds to the element of they're 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 all sort of subject to this fate that hangs over them. Like there's like this, yeah. like the 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 forces that are at work in their life are more powerful than their individual desires and personalities and the the lead characters literally have to die to be together like that's the you know what i mean like that's yeah oh it's 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 kind of thing too it's like you know you know did did, is is caruso racist Does, does he hate the chinese because he's racist or is it because he hates the people in the next neighborhood he's racist because that's a good way of expressing his hatred you know it's it's I mean, he, I'm sure he's raised, but if you see if you see my point, it's just like yeah. just the, the way these things kind of so, complexity of different types here, of hatred. There. Here's my impression of the dynamic. He basically pairs with the Joey Chin character, and I think both of those characters are probably the most racist characters in the movie. In that, yeah. they have hostility towards the other racial group in a way that the other characters don't. Even like the Russell Wong character, the one who plays her brother, he his I mean he he's sort of towing the line and he definitely is not a fan of her ha- having a relationship with a white guy but he isn't having the same reaction that the the Joey Chin character is and the James Russo character isn't having the same reaction as the David Caruso character to do you know what yeah. I mean they're they're sort of yeah, more no, the, the brother the brother he's 
you know, he, he's a traditionalist. He wants, yeah. he wants, he wants his sister to be like a proper Chinese girl. It's like, it's, I mean, there, yeah, that, that can tie into racism definitely, but it's, it's that he, 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 he wants, he wants to be in America, but he wants, he wants to stay Chinese. Yeah. And it, a lot of the, a lot of his stuff comes from that. It's not about hating. It's about protecting what yeah. he is, his identity and how he sees himself and sees his family. Yeah, and the so James Russo character is, is is pretty identical to that. I think, yeah. you know, it, yeah. And I and I think the Joey Chin and the oh, David yeah. Caruso characters, I think they're more operating from a place of like deep anxiety and uncertainty about what's going yes. on. And so they're they're actually so I think their racism is kind of more like the stereotypical racism that's an outgrowth of fear and you know concern about you know just uncertainties in the world. And so. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I also I think David Caruso he has a knack for playing, sort of like like, like the racist guy in the group. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you kind of see it when he's cracking those jokes. The other characters <laughs> aren't as comfortable with those, even if they yeah. aren't like you know fans of the Chinese gang. They're just not as they're, they're just not they're not enjoying the the racist humor the way this guy is. And so I think yeah. it's like this. Um, uh, you know, you're definitely meant. I think to sort of pick up on that. Um, and I think where that becomes dangerous is where you see what it leads to with the Joey Chin character, where he literally, you know, ends up shooting the guy's sister and the, and the, um, and the other guy's brother, you know? Yeah. So. And, going, and going back to the Italians, I mean, like the uh, brother, you know, when, when, when the main character, he, when he, when he does go off on uh, Caruso's character and, you know, he, when he after he's pulled his brother aside, got him yeah. away from Crusoe, it's like he isn't he's not angry about about him saying anything about the racism. He's just like, hey, chill out. Or, you know, it's like yeah. he just he just wants him to stop. It's like yeah. he isn't actually outraged at all by any of that. You know, I mean, and I think most of his most of his wanting to keep his brother away from this is he knows it's dangerous. He yeah. actually is trying to protect his brother. That is his primary concern there. And, and also he's and he's concerned yeah. about what you said before too, which is identity, because he talks about like like what's yeah. wrong with you? Like you grew up here, like that, like it's it's yep. a couch and all that kind of stuff, just like it is with the with the um, Russell Wong character. And yeah. again, I really like how much symmetry there is in that respect in this movie. I think it does a really good job of that. Um, it's yeah, it's symmetrical without feeling ham fisted. Sometimes yeah. when, when you go with the movie, it's like oh these can't we we are not so different from one another. Yeah, it's really. It, it, ju it yeah. just is. It just works. They, yeah. they they are individual characters, but there's just echoes between yeah. them. Well, and they feel like natural outgrowths of that yeah. environment, too. So it's not yes. like it's like, oh, they're put in there to promote a message. They're put in there to sort of just, you know, you know, just be characters that are that are also logical in the world that they live in. Um, yeah. Also, I just like like the. Authentic. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Authentic. They're, they're authentic. Yeah, yeah, they're authentic, yes. <laughs> and uh, and also I think that's why it's meaningful when any of the characters die. Do you know what I mean? Like you could have, like when James Russo dies, if he was just an asshole, the asshole brother throughout the movie, you wouldn't have yeah. really cared when he died. But then you have this really sort of surprising scene where like the mother comes out and she's like weeping and she's calling him Alberto. So it's like, I, I don't know, whatever they have. The a mother movie, was like, great. I got to I got to single out the mother in this. We haven't mentioned her at all. Yeah, but, she know, was she wonderful. Was fantastic. No, she was really good. And I it's kind of a trope. But when they have a character who's like an Italian or something like that, and they have a name like Albie and then the mother invokes the actual name 
like when the guy dies or whatever. It, huh. That I don't know. That kind of there's something magical about that that just works for me. Like it 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 yeah. uh, it it tells you a lot about. I don't know about like there's elements to this guy that you don't know about that the mother does. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That I mm -hmm. really like. And also she starts resorting to Italian rather than English, which was surprising because I couldn't really detect an accent when she was speaking in English. And so then when she just suddenly shifts to Italian, it makes me wonder, oh, is she like, which generation is she? Right. Because, you know, she's like yeah. very fluent in, in Italian. She's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Alberto. You know, like all that stuff. And uh, and so I thought that scene was really powerful. And uh, just and again, it wouldn't have worked if the brother had just been a dick. So you you needed the fleshed out characters to do that. And I think the same thing with like uh, one of the guys from the uh, a couple of guys from the Chinese gang died. But even those guys who weren't necessarily as fleshed out as James Russo, you, st you it still kind of feels like a, their deaths with meaning in the movie. Um, yeah. And, and and also, I know that was a, the one, the really muscular very, guy gets, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, the muscular guy, when he dies, there, there's a poignancy to his death. It's, it's, it's tragic. It's terrible. Yeah. Well, yeah. I like, yeah. I like how they structure that. He scene. dies alone. Yeah, because it's like he goes back to his apartment. He's kind of like a quiet guy that I don't feel like I like I recognized him. I remembered him. But I know it's it's yeah. like the guy in the group that you never talk to. And then suddenly he opens up and you're like, oh, OK, you have a personality. And the guy gets <laughs> home and like, I don't know, something about him getting home and then like pouring the alcohol on the wound. And it's kind of like you're suddenly sympathizing with him because I don't know. Everybody's kind of you. We've not all been stabbed and ended up having to tend to our wound at home rather than the hospital. But we've all had a rough day where we come home and we fall on the couch in the way he did. And we don't know what the next day is going to bring. And so I like the way that was done. And then when he wakes up and you realize the scene's not yet over, you know, to Matt's point, it just adds a level of poignancy to it. And also it, it really helps demonstrate just how the, the uncles and the, the Italian gangsters are working together. Um, yeah, yeah, so. and that guy was just kind of swept up in the mob anyway. I think that's part of the reason you feel that it's not—it's not like he was one of the guys who was driving any of this. He's just kind of, oh, that's that's what he does. That's his his friends. He's going along with his friends, and yeah, it's like it, it felt it felt it felt like a heavy price for that particular character to pay. Well, well, they do a good job of illustrating how it must be to live in a, a, a life where at some point you're just sort of swept up into gang activity through all of your social contracts. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. cause, cause, uh, cause otherwise these are all fairly normal people. Like when you see them living their daily lives, they're still living daily lives. And so it gives you that sense of, you know, these, these are just Tony's friends that he grew up with and he's just kind of being drawn into this world. Um, yeah. you know, so, so yeah, so I, yeah, I yeah. thought that was, it's oh, go ahead. Shame. It's um, a shame. It's a shame that people get dragged into that shit. No, it's it's and it's very real. Like even if it's not, you know, Italian and Chinese gangs anymore. Like you know, I, you know, like again, where I like I used to live just up until a few months ago, we had gang activity all the time, and it was you know, very, I'm sure very similar. You know, um, you know, you just you know, it's similar type of. Uh, methods for recruiting young people that are you know just sort of socially linked um but uh but yeah so i i thought 
I thought that uh, this was just a really spectacular movie. It was, um, yeah. uh, I, I watched it initially, I think out of a sense of completeness. I forget what prompted it, but we saw, we saw Ms. 45 and then we, and then you and I, Adam had a conversation where we started to realize there were a number of <laughs> Abel Ferrara movies that we didn't like, I, I, he wasn't really on my radar up until I saw no. this 45, but I was more aware of his movies than I realized. Like we had both knew of invasions of the body snatchers and I had seen King of New York before. And so, and I, and, and bad Lieutenant, but I just never realized those were like from the same guy. I thought of King of New York as a Christopher Walken movie, you know, uh -huh. you know? Uh -huh. and, and the bad Lieutenant, I thought of as a good movie, <laughs> but you know, again, I thought of that more as like a Harvey Keitel movie. Um, mm -hmm. so, uh, so yeah. at some point I was like, okay, I got to see China girl now that we're like sort of doing this. And I just thought I was going to be watching it just to kind of get a sense of the complete history. And I was yeah. really surprised by how good it was. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure. I, I wasn't really sure what to expect from this. So it's entertaining. I, this was a really nice surprise. Yeah. It's a really entertaining movie. And it's also just, I don't know. I like. Uh, a lot of like Adam would know this, like a lot of the Hong Kong sort of, you know, action films that I like, they yeah. do this thing that a lot of American movies don't, which is they they blend a love story and heart with violence in a way where it's not like those two things are intersecting uncomfortably. Do you know what I mean? It's, that's it, that's it, what and, I found interesting. It had a very Hong Kong movie vibe to it, even though it's before the era where I mean, where Hong Kong movie like Hong Kong action movies really started to become well known. Mm -hmm in america it's uh so you know maybe i mean you know ferrara might have been seeing them being a uh big movie buff but uh it's 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 before before american movies really started to imitate hong kong movies but it, there's a feeling he might have might have been aware of that genre yeah it definitely yeah. touches on that same tone for me um and it's the, i think it's the reason why i like it it's that it's got yeah. the violence in the heart and the heart amplifies the violence in a way that brings it again, to me, to like a Shakespearean level. Like the reason like you would want to see Romeo and Juliet, right? And so, uh, yeah. you know, again, it, it just, uh, I think uh, um, it just it just really works in that way. Yeah, so, well, that's the thing. When I, I, I think part of my reason I never cared in the 80s, it's like, oh, another Romeo and Juliet movie. It just, it just the idea feels so trite in of itself. <laughs> it's been done so many times and it's just like, but no, he really, really <laughs> drilled down to, to what's important in that story and built something from it. He, well, he wrote, wrote both the director and yeah. writer. Yeah, Nicky St. John, but you know, Nikki they Saint both, John. thank you. They're both authors. Yeah, they were both authors of it. When you direct yeah. a movie, you're an author. Well, it doesn't so. Ferrara take like a lot of liberties, I'm told, from um, scripts oh. that he's using. <laughs> so, oh, yes. So, so yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, oh, yeah. It, I, I love the style of the movie. Too. The style is just gorgeous. It's, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's, it's not overdone either. It's not like you're so overwhelmed with the style. It's just every, every scene feels a little bit fresh for some reason because it's, you know, again, it's, it's, it's very much an 80s movie. I don't want to overplay that this is like not an 80s, you know, it, it definitely, oh, it's very, you know, 80s. yeah, yeah, it, feel, it feels very <laughs> 80s, but it stands out as an 80s movie. Is how it yeah, stands out. Yeah, it's it's a particularly it good movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it is, but I think it, it's 
it's I think it's still timeless because of how oh, yeah. how good a job he did, you know, adapting yeah. Shakespeare, you know, pretty loosely, of course, but yeah, uh, the real guts, emotional guts of the story, it's all there, man. It's a perfect movie. It's entertaining. It it has everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 I agree. Yeah, that's the other thing. It has, and again, I think that's why I like movies with love and violence in them because it's like you get everything. I, I, I tend to get bored if it's all just a love story and something and violence with no underlying emotion gets very sterile after a while like it doesn't have to be a love story but i need some reservoir of emotion to help carry the violence so that it is meaningful um and again here i just this it's just, it's a perfect blend of those two things um and also i yeah, like it how it's it's a perfect blend and the two characters that are <laughs> neither of them are really involved in the violence themselves only indirectly or you know against their own will. Like at a certain point, uh, Tony is subjected to some of this violence, but he's not really interested in participating in it. So at least not in the way that the other guys are. Um, and the girl is definitely not. So I, I like that they're kind of also separate from this, the violent conflict that's going on that they ultimately do get sort of sucked into in the end, but almost more as conscientious objectors than, you know, <laughs> You know, participants. Um, yeah, yeah, they, didn't they might part of the They might have saved their neighbor. They might have what? Yeah. They might have saved their neighborhood from itself, in their respective neighborhoods. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could sort of envision, like, after the events of the movie, what happens to the, you know, like, do tensions escalate, or do nope. people sort of realize, okay, things have gotten out of hand, we need to. Uh, you know, we need to repair the peace. Also, I get, I got the, I, I have the impression right. that a lot of those characters are sort of fleeing town too, as that's all unfolding. So maybe it'll be pretty cleared out as well by the, yeah. by the time the dust settles. Um, yeah, well, exactly. You got a lot of characters going back to Hong Kong and but yeah, it's, uh, uh, I don't know. The, uh, it's a rich movie. Very yeah. rich story. <laughs> rich movie. A lot, to, a lot to talk about there. Yeah. Well, we could probably end it there. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, and I guess we'll be. We're, I think we're we're either going to continue down this pathway that we're going of watching Abel Ferrara in reverse, or maybe watching the um, uh, what was it? Year of the Dragon was that the one that we were talking about? Maybe seeing. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Michael Cimino. And, uh, you know, but uh, but this is definitely a good movie. Um, again, the name is China Girl. It came out in 1987. You can rent it on Amazon Prime. That's how I watched it. Um, I think you was right. I think I rented it or I bought it. I can't remember. Um, and, yeah, I, uh, got two bucks a, more I, I, got I, I wish I had it. bought it, actually. I'm like, I rented it. I'm like, oh, I could have paid two bucks more and actually had it. Oh, well. Oh, you got it on DVD. Was that DVD oh, or Blu-ray? Here, I'll let me turn on the, turn on the light. Uh, okay. Uh, your your, your background is fighting you. It's because it's not a person. It won't show us. It's just a <laughs> So anything that's, that's not you. I, is saw, be I saw the label. I saw the label. Yeah. So I do have confirmation that he's got the Blu-ray. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I, what, you know what I learned, Adam? The reason yeah. I do that is because a lot of movies that I've gone back to and wanted to rent again have come down and they're not available on Prime. I know. So I realized if I spend the extra few dollars, I can always go back to them and watch them. Um, I I often do that myself. Yeah. I, I I like I said I I, I was I was I, I didn't really think about it this time because I was like oh, I'm just gonna watch it whatever. But I yeah I often often the two dollar more to buy will will win me over if I haven't watched something before. If it's if it's an extreme discrepancy, I won't buy it. But if it's just a couple oh, of bucks, yeah. I might be like, okay, let's 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 do this. Let's do um, <laughs> and then Amazon hopefully can't take it away from me. Uh, yeah. so. I should I should have trusted Ferrara on this one and just yeah. bought it. But yeah, I would I would even yeah, say if it this does able for this is worth the purchase. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll buy anything that's able Ferrara in physical media because it'll go out of print almost immediately. The streaming services will yank them. Yeah, yeah, it's just the way it works. If you're not a, I mean, if you are a Ferrara fan, it's a safe bet buying this. It's like I can't imagine anyone that's a Ferrara fan would not enjoy this movie. So, yeah. Uh, so Same goes with Fear City. Fear City. Okay, I'll have to watch that too. Yeah, I think that's next on the list, actually. Excellent. But um, yeah, so we'll end it here, and I think we're either going to come back, with, uh, Fear City or Year of the Dragon. And until next time, we will talk to you later. <laughs>